And greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every weekend, same time, same station. So join us. And if you appreciate what we are doing for you, tell your friends, family, relatives, whoever, that we are here every weekend to share with you our featured topics and a lot of other ideas, concepts, and ways to become healthier. If you're listening, I would imagine you want to have a better life. You want to have better health. You want to find out how to do that easily. Well, maybe not always easy, because it takes some discipline to make changes of where you are now with your diet, probably your lack of exercise, maybe a bad night of sleeping. You know, we have some really good natural principles that if we follow, we can be very healthy in a very short period of time. I don't care how old you are, what conditions you are suffering from, we can always get better. But it depends on you and me. We are our own doctors. We make choices every day. And those choices lead to good health or bad health. It's not the doctor's fault that we are unhealthy. It's not the drug company. Well, drug companies, yeah, they make us unhealthy. They don't make us healthy. And they like sick people because that's their best customers. That's how they sell a lot of drugs to a lot of sick people. So you and I must be responsible for our health. And it depends on how healthy you want to be. You can be much, much healthier no matter what time of your life. We can turn it around unless there is so much damage that we can't reverse it. If you've got bone on bone in your knees or your hip or your shoulders or whatever, we cannot do that. But we can reduce the pain. We can make your surrounding tissues, tendons, and ligaments stronger and healthier. There's always something to do to make you feel better. Always, always. We can help you feel better. And we're here to share with you lots of good information. Our featured topic today is how to relieve joint pain, arthritis, with rose hips. And then we're going to tell you about the best-selling drug in 2023. Here's a subject that's not often talked about. Why young women need more iron. Iron has gotten a very bad rap. There was a study done some years ago that was a very flawed study. And since that came out, based on an iron supplement, everybody drops iron. Very rarely will you find iron in a multiple vitamin and mineral supplement. And people just shy away from iron. But iron is a very important mineral. 
It's one of the major causes of restless legs. Fatigue. So you might want to add iron to your supplement regimen. And how to be active and healthier and have a healthier heart. And Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum, one of the top doctors that teaches alternative medicine, says that indigestion is poor digestion. And then we'll talk about melatonin for menopause. How do we improve our brain function? You see all the topics we have today that might make a difference for you? I don't make up these topics. I don't make up the research. I just retrieve the research on a variety of topics and share them with you because most of the times you're busy. You're taking the kids here and there. You're making dinner. You're going to the office. Everybody has to work. How do you get time to do research on how you can be healthier? That's why I'm here. I don't have all the answers, but I'll bring you some really good topics that can help you understand why you can have better health and how you can have better health. So we'll talk about arthritis and rose hips. Why rose hips? Well, rose hips is a very interesting plant or herb. The rose hips are the seed pods of the rose plant. On the stem of the roses, there's a small little bulb, red, loaded with seeds, just below the flower. It will turn red or orange when ripe. I've been to Denmark the country of Denmark and Sweden and all all along the North Sea there's wild roseps growing. But a farmer by the name of Farmer Hansen was cured of his arthritis by eating roseps, rosep jam. Very, very common as a preserve in the Scandinavian countries. And he found a way to improve the absorption of roseps. And while he was a farmer and grew a lot of corn, in time he switched his passion to rose hips and not corn. And he grew orchards and orchards and orchards of rose hips. I've walked through them. Beautiful, beautiful plants. And he harvested the rose hips, dried them, put them in capsules. Although it was a very crude extract, it had no standardization, no concentration. So in order to relieve the arthritis, you had to take 10 capsules daily. 
Most people don't follow the directions to take 10 capsules daily. But for those who did, they got tremendous relief. But over time, other companies started doing research and were able to standardize the rose hips and the key compounds in the rose hips so that only two capsules daily is required rather than 10 capsules daily. And rose hips have some very unique benefits for relieving the symptoms of arthritis. It reduces inflammatory compounds and cartilage-destroying enzymes associated with arthritis. It protects your joints. It helps to repair your joints. Now, when they also took the rose hips and combined it with type 1 collagen, this is a very unique combination of the rose hips and they use just the peel. Can you imagine how tiny that is? Just the peel of the rosehip bulb, not the seeds. And they combine that with type 1 collagen. And that combination has been shown to stimulate collagen production by 40% versus a placebo which is just a fake pill. And this is a cellular model of collagen production. So here's some clinical results. Most of the research on this new form of rosehips with type 1 collagen has been done in Germany. A study in Germany of people with arthritis, knee pain, pain of the knee, added rose hips with type 1 collagen to their existing treatment plan for 12 weeks. This was a study for 12 weeks. Just taking two dosages daily or two capsules daily, the subjects of this study were directed to take just two capsules daily for 12 weeks. And in the results, 42% reduction in arthritis pain, 42% plus reduction in stiffness and improvement in movement and flexibility. Now this is comparable to drug therapy. But this is a natural rosehip extract with collagen type 1. No side effects whatsoever. No adverse events. And with a 42% reduction in pain in the joints. They also added type 2 collagen. Collagen is a protein, not a protein that satisfies your requirements of protein because there's one amino acid missing 
from the protein complex, tryptophan. So it's an incomplete protein. So it does not satisfy your need for protein. It has peptides and has collagen, which are all good. It just does not offer a complete protein. It does not satisfy your requirement for a protein or for protein intake during the day. It's built from amino acids, but one is missing. When you have one missing, it doesn't complete the amount of protein that's required. If you take one letter out of the alphabet, there are a lot of words that can't be completed. And when you have one amino acid missing, you can't complete the protein. There are 28 different collagen types. Now, this is very important. A lot of people are taking collagen today. Type 1, type 3, and others. But the only type collagen that forms repair and health of the joints is type 2. Type 2 collagen is the form form of collagen found in the joints. Now, this has been shown in a clinical study to improve the range of motion, muscle strength, while relieving pain in patients with arthritis. No, you can use drugs. And, you know, I'm not the one to tell you not to use drugs. That's between you and your doctor or if you're your pharmacist. But I would encourage you not to use drugs because actually drugs relieving joint pain, arthritis, in time will have more damage to your joints. And that's why when someone starts a drug to relieve pain, eventually they have to increase the dosage because the damage is getting worse over time, only you don't know it because you've taken care of the pain symptoms. But if you want to rebuild your joints to an extent and improve the muscle strength, the range of motion, the flexibility, and reduction of pain, this type 2 collagen with type 1 and the rosehip extract will give you 42% improvement in arthritis reduction. Now, what they found also from type 2, it's the only collagen in the joints, type 2. Look at your collagen at home and you will probably not see type 2. You'll see type 1, type 3, maybe some other types as well. But with type 2, the average improvement is eight, excuse me, is 60% increase in range of motion. 70, this is really outstanding. Now, we're not talking about working out. We're not talking about 
uh, exercise. But I want you to do some exercise too. Only if you do exercise, you have arthritis. Don't go beyond your limits. If you have pain, stop. It's telling you something. I would get a trainer and have a trainer help you improve your flexibility and your mobility and your muscle strength. But type 2 collagen has shown a 76% improvement in muscle strength of the legs and other, other muscles as well. But this was done because you can't, you can't increase muscle strength just in one area of the body. You're going to do it entirely. But in the leg, 76% muscle strength and 73% reduction in pain. This is what a natural, totally natural, no side effects, no adverse events, but gives you a, a tremendous improvement in the quality of life. Quality of life, that's what we want. Do I want to live to be 110? I don't know. If I do, okay. But if I, if I get there, I want a quality of life. I don't want to be a vegetable. I don't want to be a basket case. I don't want to end up in a nursing home. I want to be vital and, and feel fantastic and have muscle strength and just be healthy. I want a quality of life for the rest of my life. If it's 90 or 95 or 100, I don't care. As long as I get to that point with the quality of life that I can enjoy life. So how do you use the raw samples? Well, first of all, the dosage they found in the studies, that's what we really want to look at. Because sometimes we don't know exactly how much to take of a supplement. So listen up. Take 500 milligrams of rose hip peel extract, which is also combined with type 1 collagen and 20 milligrams of type 2 collagen twice a day. So a capsule contains 500 milligrams of rose hip and 20 milligrams of type 2 collagen. Take two a day, one morning, one night. Now, if you're in really bad pain, you can double that dose for a week or two just to get a jump start. I like to do that. When I take something, I will take a heavy dose for a week or two just to shake things up. You get better results faster if you kind of jumpstart the process. So you can double that dose. So maybe take two capsules twice a day, two in the morning and two at night. Now, all of the studies that have been done, there have been no side effects for the subjects that were taking the natural rose peel extract with Type 2, type 2, collagen, twice a day. No adverse effects reported at all. Now, if you want to combine something with that, that's possible too. 
So if you want, say, let's say for additional pain relief, you can also combine a supplement with the rose hip, a supplement combining curcumin, boswellia, black sesame seed oil on a daily basis. I would say two soft gel capsules two or three times a day along with one to two rosehip peel extracts twice daily. This will give you some really, really good effects faster, more effectively because you've got more going on. You've got synergistic effects between curcumin, buzzwellia, black sesame seed oil, type 2 collagen, rose hips. This is really a package. Now, I don't say you have to take both, but it just gives you a package that will give you far better results quicker. But some people have gotten phenomenal results. In the studies, they showed people who really had, well, I just gave you the effects. Average improvement. That's what we're looking for. You can do all the studies in the world, but you if you want to feel the improvements, right? You want to be the one that takes advantage of the benefit of this combination. So 60% increase in range of motion, 76% improvement in muscle strength, 73% reduction in pain. I call that a win. It's a win for you and a win for alternative medicine and not drugs. Well, we sell a lot of drugs in this country. Most people are on five or six prescriptions daily. Some even higher than that. Some people carry around a bag of bag of their meds. So, some drugs just rise to the top as being the best-selling drug. So, what is the best-selling drug of 2023. The top three drugs this year by sales. 70% of Americans, unfortunately, are taking at least one prescription drug every day. Every day. Almost all Americans at least take one drug daily. And here are the top three drugs by total annual sales for 2023. Keytruda, an injection used to treat several different types of cancer. It costs $12,500 a month. You know, healthcare is going to break and bankrupt the country. $12,500 a month. Humira, an injection used to treat rheumatoid arthritis, $7,000 a month. And Ozempic, you can't even buy Ozempic. It's like everybody wants it. Everybody wants to take it, even though they don't require it, but they heard you can lose weight by taking an Ozempic. And if I hear that song anymore, I'm going to go bonkers. 
It's an injection used to treat diabetes and more. 900 bucks a month. Now, insurance covers this to some extent. But because of different insurance plans, your out-of-pocket expense for a drug may be different from the average monthly cost. I'm sure most people are not spending $12,000 a month for Keytruda or Humira, $7,000. Insurance picked that up. But we are all being paid for it. We're all paying for it somewhere. Insurance costs every year goes up 10% more. It's breaking the bank of America. Now, ladies, especially young women, you probably will need more iron over your lifetime. Iron deficiency is totally and often unrecognized in women. There is some debate, I I agree, there is some debate about what level of iron is optimal for a woman. Some studies have found that up to 77% of menstruating women are iron deficient. 77% of menstruating women are iron deficient. Iron is used for hemoglobin. That's the protein in our blood cells. And, and those, that protein in the red blood cells, blood cells carries oxygen from the lungs to the rest of the body. But iron is also required for cellular function and hormone production. So hold it right there. Just remember what I just said. I'll come back and I'll rephrase it when I come back. But I've got to take a break. We're at the bottom of the hour. We're here for an hour. So when I come back, I hope you're there. I will be here. Don't go away. I've got a lot more to tell you about a variety of topics today and why women should consider iron as a natural supplement on a daily basis. So we'll come back right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. In fact, you can go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com, to listen to the radio show anytime you want or or live. You can subscribe to my newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter, all at terrytalksnutrition.com. I'm Terry Naturally. Back right after this. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally. And we're here talking about iron. In the first part of our program, we did talk about arthritis and joint pain and how to relieve it naturally. And I would highly recommend if you miss that first half of the program, you can go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. Go to the radio show section. And you can listen to this radio program as many times as you want. It's there forever. 
So you can listen on demand by pulling up a radio show as you choose at your convenience. Or you can listen live anywhere around the world. All you need is a computer. Change the times that you're on your region of the world to the same time we are here in the Central Standard Time of the USA. So you can learn a lot. And all I'm doing is doing the deep depth research and bringing you all the topics summarized for easy convenience. Some of the studies are 15, 16, 20 pages long. Well, we like to summarize, summarize it so you get the best information without going through all the hoops to get there. Now we're talking about iron and iron deficiency, which is one of the most unrecognized deficiencies in women. And it affects 77% of all menstruating women. And it's important for transporting the oxygen from the lungs to the rest of the body. It's also required for cellular function and hormone production. So when iron levels fall, the body prioritizes iron for blood cells at the expense of all the other body systems that require iron. So someone could have normal blood levels of iron, but still actually be deficient in iron. So if a woman is bleeding excessively, because heavy menstrual bleeding is the primary cause of iron deficiency in young women. And women who are past menopause are rarely deficient in iron. But if you're menstruating, you lose a lot of blood. Not all women are heavy menstrual bleeding, but those who are will lose a lot more iron. So during their, their reproductive years, women should consider getting their iron levels checked. You can go to a lab locally, or you can, there are labs online, or you can go to your doctor. Find out if you are low on iron. Especially if you have symptoms of low iron levels. Now, what are those symptoms? What, what, what should you look for? Brain fog. That's kind of like, um, doesn't tell you exactly what that means. But if you can't think straight, if you, can't, if you have a very poor memory, and sometimes you can't even reach for the word you're trying to, trying to use, it just doesn't come out. You have foggy brain, foggy thinking. If you have excessive fatigue, shortness of breath, and a pale complexion, those are the symptoms that are most common to an iron deficiency. So I would definitely look for those symptoms. 
and then choose an iron supplement. Now, what should you look for? Well, first of all, it's, it's not what you should look for, but what you should avoid. Avoid the iron that is called ferrous, ferrous, F-E-R-R-O-U-S, ferrous sulfate, iron sulfate, or ferrous sulfate. Very, very poorly absorbed. And frequently causes constipation and bloating. Fifty percent of the people prescribed this type of iron will stop taking it because of the adverse side effects. Then they are deficient, in fact, because they're not taking any iron when they should have. Because they've taken the wrong one, the wrong type, the bad, poorly absorbed iron that does no good, and so you avoid it. I don't blame you. But what you want to look for, heme iron, H-E-M-E, that's the iron in blood, heme iron. That's a natural source of iron. And it's found in liver extract. If you eat liver, eat liver two or three times a week. I love liver and onions. Nobody makes it as good as the, when I travel to France, there's two things that I will never miss. Beef tartare and liver. They know how to prepare it perfectly. I love it. Now, the liver extract with heme iron is the most bioavailable form of iron. Up to 33% absorption versus 2% or less for iron salts or iron supplements. Very well tolerated. Few, if any, adverse effects or side effects. Very low dosages are effective. Since it's high absorption rate, you don't need to take a boatload. Just a very small dosage, like 5 or 10 milligrams. When doctors prescribe iron sulfate or ferrous sulfate, 200 milligrams, but you'll only absorb about 1%. It doesn't make any sense. When you can take liver extract and the heme iron. You can also look for chelated iron. Iron that is bound to an amino acid will raise hemoglobin and ferritin levels, iron levels. It's not as well absorbed as heme iron, but still three to four times more bioavailable than iron or ferrous sulfate. And it has significantly fewer issues with adverse effects, especially regarding bloating and constipation. It was preferred by patients in all of the comparison trials and studies to ensure that they were getting the right kind of iron. Be active. 
Because when you can be active, it's much, much healthier for your heart. Get as much exercise as you can. Even if you can get only 10 minutes a day, it's worth it. So weekend activity is better for your heart than no activity. And 10 minutes a day is far better for your heart, far better for your body overall than than no exercise, no activity. So researchers looked at the effect of one or two days of exercise, what we call the weekend warriors. Usually they go out and play with the kids or play touch football or whatever on the weekends or run for a long run on Saturday and Sunday because you have more time. So you spend more time on on exercising. The weekend warriors. And on the weekends, they compared those that worked out on a weekend versus spreading out the exercise over a week. What was better? Well, they did a study with over 58,000 people who wore activity trackers to show they got at least 150 minutes a week of physical activity. The scientists grouped them into one or two days of exercise a week. That's the weekend warriors. And those who exercise three or more times or days a week. What came out better? Well, the heart health benefits were the same for each group versus people who did not get any physical activity Neither exercise group saw, but here's what benefits that you could expect from a weekend of exercise or spread out through the week. 19 to 23% reduction in the risk of AFib. 27 to 35% reduction in the risk of a heart attack. So now you're reducing AFib and heart attack risk. And a 36 to 38% reduction in heart failure. Exercise has a huge benefit on your heart health. So if you have to cram it, your exercise into one weekend or your weekend, any any exercise, is better than no exercise. Get your heart pumping. Get some exercise. Get, get some activity. Don't say, well, I don't have time. I only have 10 minutes or I only have half hour. It's not going to be any good. Yes, it is. It'll be good because you did something. Doing something is better than doing nothing. Now, our good friend, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum, who is one of the top alternative physicians in the world and teaches other physicians how to incorporate, how to include 
natural alternative methods with conventional medicine. And many of them have gone from treating only with conventional medicine to using only alternative methods. And he says indigestion is just poor digestion. So due to drug indigestion, or I should say that let's, let's use a drug to treat indigestion, and if we do that, it's linked to dementia, Alzheimer's disease. Drugs have so many bad side effects, and they put you at such risk for so many other diseases when treating just one condition, one symptom, then you end up treating four or five other symptoms based on that. That's why people are on so many drugs today. And researchers in Denmark followed two million people ages 60 to 75 who are taking prescription proton pump inhibitors, the PPIs, for indigestion, acid reflux. What they found from the research, they found that study participants, those who had taken these drugs, had a 36% increased dementia risk. PPIs also block the uptake of vitamin B12. You know, we need acid in our stomach. When you use a drug as strong as a proton pump inhibitor, you stop all secretion of acid in the stomach. Even your natural God-given acids that the body is required to have to break down protein, to break down minerals, and especially iron and B12. So if you don't have enough acid, you will be deficient in protein, calcium, iron, B12, This, and PPIs, these proton pump inhibitors, were never meant to be taken for a long period of time, only temporarily used. But I've talked to people that have been on them for years. Can you imagine how that is screwing up their body? So if the PPIs block vitamin B12, which is important for mental function, and also for nerve health, loss of hearing. But another theory is that they can increase abnormal beta amyloid plaque in the brain, which is associated with Alzheimer's disease. We are causing so many other unhealthy conditions when we don't take the time to improve our digestive system. Now, Dr. Teitelbaum notes that he says to all of his subjects, indigestion reflects poor digestion. And he goes on to say that it can be safely addressed in many ways. And PPIs are not one of them. The proton pump inhibitors are not one of them. Like Nexium, Prevacid, 
But did you know that curcumin, our good friend curcumin, was shown in a recent study to effectively, effectively reduce symptoms of indigestion. And curcumin does not cause dementia. It prevents it. When you take natural supplements, natural herbs, alternative methods, you improve and don't cause damage, but you make the body healthier. Now, if you want to improve lasting, long-term lasting natural relief of heartburn or GERD, First of all, you want to restore stomach acid. Now, I know people are going to say, Terry, I have so much acid in my stomach, I have acid reflux. That's the bad acids. That comes from fermentation of carbohydrates and sugar. Like making wine. It ferments. You've got a fermentation process going on in your stomach. We need acid in the stomach. That's the way we break down protein, calcium, B12, iron. And it's done with a supplement called betaine hydrochloride. Betaine hydrochloride. So you can take it as a supplement. Normally, if you have a healthy stomach, the lining of the stomach secretes Betaine hydrochloride, HCl. And then when you have enough acid in your stomach, that encourages an enzyme called pepsin to be secreted in the lining or in the stomach that breaks down our proteins. It's a very powerful enzyme. Now, if you want to get rid of heartburn, naturally, without damaging your ratio of acids in the stomach, but getting relief and healing the stomach lining, I would suggest a supplement or a combination of two natural oils. The primary oil is called D, like dog, D-lemonine. D-lemonine comes from citrus, lemon. It's spelled L-I-M-O-N-E-N-E, D-lemonine. It's an oil that is secreted from the rind or the peel of citrus. And then sea buckthorn. This is a combination of about 600 milligrams of D-lemonine and sea buckthorn once or twice daily. It is phenomenal how it works. Very, very quick results. You don't have to use a drug to get results. It's very comparable to the results of a drug when you use D-lemonine and C-buckthorn. Now, if you're on a drug, check with your physician. I'm not a doctor. I'm just reporting the research. I'm just your 
conduit to the scientific research. Now, delimonene does two things, primarily. Protects the stomach lining without interfering with the acid production and also helps paralysis, the contraction of the intestines to keep food moving through the digestive system. And C. buckthorn is a source of beneficial fatty acids, especially omega-7, shown to protect and heal stomach ulcers, as well as reduce inflammation in the intestinal mucosa. So you can reset your digestive system. There's a uh, several thousand year old Ayurvedic medicine been used in Ayurvedic medicine, India, for thousands of years. It's a blend of 14 Ayurvedic herbs, including ginger, andagraphus, coca-cola. It has 800 milligrams of 14 different herbs. Take two or three capsules daily at bedtime with a glass of water. Now, it's not a laxative. It's going to balance and regulate your digestive system and your intestinal tract and regulate a proper elimination. Not an explosive elimination. That one that you're going to have to worry about where you're going to have a bathroom in sight but it's going to regulate and balance over several days. It is one of the best research product for the intestinal tract. Wonderful results, no side effects, no adverse effects. You can be very safe with it and not be worried whether or not it's going to cause to have diarrhea or you need to look for a bathroom quick. This regulates it. Now we're almost running out of time, so let me just see if I can give you a quick research study on our way out today. Here's a good report on melatonin, one of my favorite topics, because people don't realize how valuable melatonin is on a daily basis and how it helps during menopause. 40 to 60% of women have sleep problems during and after menopause. And melatonin can help. Researchers collected the results of 24 studies on melatonin as a treatment for women's health issues. And this study was done with over 1,000 women. They found that at least three milligrams of melatonin daily for a minimum of three months helped to reduce all menopausal symptoms. 
Do I hear hooray, hooray? I probably, <laughs> I probably don't, but after you read the study, totally amazing. Now, this means all the symptoms, including hot flashes, sleep disturbances, mood swings, irritability, night flashes, hot flashes. And this is a very low-dose melatonin, just less than 3 milligrams daily, was generally effective. Now, if you took too little, because they, they based it on 3 milligrams, if you take too little, 1 or 2 milligrams, was generally not helpful. Manifests were noted with at least 3 to 10 milligrams daily. And I would suggest a 10 milligram sustained release because melatonin only has a half-life of 35 to 45 minutes. That means 50% of it is used up in that period of time. But with a sustained release, it stays in your body five to seven hours or longer. The tablets are designed to break down very, very, very slowly in the intestinal tract. So it releases melatonin on an hourly basis. Perfect timing. This is really great. So anywhere between 3 and the 10 milligrams will do very, very well to reduce the symptoms of menopause. Also, you might want to include folate or black cohosh and rhodiola. They all have an effect on reducing the symptoms of menopause. And that, my friends, that winds up our program for today. So I'm going to be running out of the studio as quickly as possible. But before I do that, I just want to remind you that your choices make the difference. Good choices, good health, bad choices, bad health. That's all it is. That's what it comes down to. Bottom line, food is your best medicine. You don't have to look for miracles. Change your diet. Get on the Mediterranean diet, the paleo diet, or the ketogenic diet. And that was my friends. Say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, my friends, and God bless this great country. Join us again next week, same time, same station. I'll be here. I hope you're here, too. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.